Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The trial was set to begin for Dominion versus Fox News, but the two parties reached a settlement. Yeah, you could tell Fox was stressed about the trial because they spent the day chugging Bud Light. <laughs> I don't quite get the joke, but anyway. Um, uh, so Dominion was angry, and they are suing Fox for $1.6 Then yesterday, with the trial about to start, the jury sworn in in the courtroom, got the judge ready to start. Judge says, there's been a settlement. Everybody goes, what? What <laughs> and, the what? Uh, for about half as much, almost $800 million, there was a settlement. Um, I was surprised that if Fox was willing to shell out a whole bunch of money, that they didn't want to shell out whatever it took three months earlier, so you didn't have all those Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram quotes in the New York Times and on NBC Evening News that were so embarrassing. I would have thought they would really have wanted to avoid that. Well, if I'm Dominion Voting Systems, I wanted it. In fact, they've made this explicitly clear. I want a statement that you did what we said you did. That is the only way we settle. And they didn't have the leverage to compel that um, until they got those statements out. 
Um, so they weren't going to settle before that. They would not have given Fox the opportunity. Do you think it's fair to say there was no freaking way Fox was going to allow Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and Murdoch himself to have to be on the stand and answer questions about this stuff? I mean, there's just no way you can allow that to happen. That would have been yeah. the only story followed by most of the media the days that they testified. Can you imagine the day Sean Hannity testified about quotes where he badmouths Trump? Oh, my God, that would have been a media spectacle. If it were televised, and I think the judge had decided, now we're not going to turn this into a circus quite wisely, but if it were, it would be carried like, a, 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 I don't know, a presidential inauguration. Oh, absolutely, if it were televised. But even without, the testimony would have been the story of the day. Oh, yeah. Feverish coverage. Absolutely. And, you know, you're quite right that Fox uh, was able, quote unquote, to settle for half of what Dominion was asking for. Keep in mind, though, that Dominion was asking for an astonishing amount of money and very, very difficult to justify given their uh, their usual revenue figures. Fox settled for almost $800 million. That's how desperately they didn't want Tucker on the stand and and uh, and, and uh, Murdoch and Hannity and Bartiromo and the rest of that crew. Mr. Carlson, uh, is this quote correct? Did you text to your friend Laura Ingram, I can't wait till Trump leaves the stage. I hate him. He gives me hives. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, that would have been that would have been rough. Not good. That would have yeah. been rough. But what we need to get to, and and there's there are more interesting aspects of this. But the thing that's so freaking galling is that all of the alphabet networks and all of the the cable networks on the left are so willfully, gleefully, constantly dishonest. Right. Yes. Yes. That that Fox News was was stupid enough or afraid of its audience enough to stumble into a trap where now they get to be portrayed quite legitimately as the, well, the cable network that, that misleads its uh, its uh, viewers oh, for clicks. I hate that because I've been making the argument forever, and I still will, that there's lots and lots of really good coverage on Fox, good, honest coverage about stories that other networks ignore, and that the other networks lie also. But this made it a lot harder to make that argument. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Big, it's the biggest settlement on this topic, libel, slander, etc., by f- many, many, many multiples. There's never been anything even close to this amount of money. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And we missed, unfortunately, a chance uh, to establish a legal precedent where, for instance, when a Joy Reid lies constantly, constantly pitches ugly, hateful things that she knows not to be true or certainly should, you know, there's no president to hold her account to account or, you know, any of the the networks on the left. How many hosts have said Ron DeSantis does not not allow the teaching of slavery in Florida? How many hosts have said that on how many shows? And that's just a flat-out lie, and it would be easy to show to a jury that that's a flat-out lie easy i don't understand and why that, that those people count. knew it or should have known that yeah absolutely true yeah. how does that not count you've got to have it's interesting ron DeSantis is a, a, a public figure a politician and a candidate so it's extremely difficult to get a judgment for slander in politics i mean like beyond extremely like the new york times slandered sarah palin they should have lost as you've brought up before 
Um, it's just so hard. But I'm thinking if Ron DeSantis, who's going to sue? Dominion, for-profit business, damaged by falsehoods. They have great standing in court. They had a strong case. That they were materially affected by this. Yeah, of course they yeah. did. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll tell you from our perch, uh, when we looked into some of the wilder accusations of uh, uh, the, the election being stolen, there's a certain smallish percentage of our audience that went nuts, just foaming at the mouth with anger that we would dare question that stuff. And so, and there's a lot less money at stake here at Armstrong and Getty International than at Fox News. And and secondly, we're we don't care. Um, that's just the way we are. Um, but I can certainly understand why they're panicking at Fox News. From our perch, I am sitting on a wooden dowel, balancing carefully. I have newspapers underneath me, so I can relieve myself at will. <laughs> it's unique, but that's what keeps us on our toes. The fact that we're perched in a cage. We're kept in a cage. But you said earlier, so you think this will have an effect, even if the law didn't change, or if there's not a different um, a ruling out there to point to, the amount of money might make news outlets think twice before they say things that are too far over the top? The answer is yes, but... And and the but is that, and I think you brought this up, and it was a great point that uh, those all of those uh, texts and emails between the Fox personalities and executives and producers only existed because of COVID. They weren't having the conversation in the halls or in each other's offices. They were putting it in writing mm. and zapping it back and forth. And so when a uh, utterly dishonest uh, Don Lemon, does he still work at CNN or need he get fired? I think I, I just remember. saw a quote from him on something he said yesterday, so I guess he still has a show somewhere. Wow, CNN. Would you hate your viewers? Anyway. Uh, He's still when, the morning show on CNN, Hanson? He's still the morning show on what? CNN? Okay. Wow. Here's a steaming pile, folks. Enjoy. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, There's too many, too many cocktail references on this terrible. show. <laughs> <laughs> it's very earthy. It's very It's ancient. Uh, it's an ancient uh, descriptor. Remember when I read Don Quixote, the world's oldest novel? The thing that struck me the most is the number of flatulence jokes right? in a 400-year-old novel. So I guess you're right. It's earthy. It's ancient. It's, it's human. Right. The great Plato said, why are you such a piece of crap? So look it up. Anyway, um, uh, where was I? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Don Lemon. Um. <clears throat> To prove that he is willfully, for the purpose of damaging somebody, repeating an untruth or something it would take reckless negligence not to recognize as being untrue is tough to prove because you could walk into court and say, "Um, I'm stupid and gullible. I believe everything, everything I'm told. And I was told this. You know, unless you have specific proof otherwise, it's really difficult to 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 get a judgment. So I don't know. I hope it will make the liars of the media uh, reconsider lying, but who knows? I'm trying to dig up the details. I just heard about this. Somebody used AI to create a song. It was Drake and somebody. Have you heard this? Mm-mm. And it was people liked it so much. It had like a gazillion downloads and then it got pulled for a variety of 
copyright reasons, everything like that, and everybody freaked out. Uh-oh, what if you can just tell AI, combine Drake and um, uh, Post Malone or somebody like that, and make a song, and it just instantly came up with a song that everybody loved. What happens then? What happen- What do we do with this? Um, cause, so it's already happened, happened this week. I'm trying to dig up well, the then- details on that, because it's kind of, it's an interesting, and I don't know how it's going to get handled. Oh, it's super interesting, and because like uh, like some of the visual arts, uh, artificial intelligence things, they're saying, yeah, we uh, what we do is we we look at millions of images, and then that is what fuels the AI. Well, the owners of all of those images are like, wait a minute, you just admitted you're using our image, which we own, to do your thing. You got to pay us. Or what if, so uh, actually I steal this from Fox and Friends, I think Brian Kilmeade used this example. What if Billy Joel, who hasn't written a song in like 30 years, said to AI, write a song like a young Billy Joel. And it writes a, a, you know, a song that sounds like something off of 52nd Street, and people like it, but it's Billy Joel telling it to, I mean, what do you do with stuff like that? What is you gotta that? give your laptop uh, songwriting credit. Written by Billy Joel and a two-year-old MacBook. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Weird world we're moving into. Uh, I want to get to this story. Weird. And they're getting weird fast. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. That's the quote of the day from Elon Musk, because he's absolutely right. And we're going to have an Armstrong and Getty t-shirt emblazoned with those very words by the end of the day, or tomorrow, or the end of the week, or something. <laughs> Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Uh, got this story of a firefighter that a lot of people are happy that he was not fired after a post that said he had killed obese people <laughs> through his philosophy and methods. And when I first oh. saw that, I thought, oh, my God, uh, but it makes sense. And speaking of another societal problem, we're going to figure out how to deal with, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. 
LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Did you know tax day is the number one day on which American couples have sex? Even before Valentine's Day. I made that up, but we can make it true. (laughs) You should say stuff like that more often. Nobody checks. I've thought that many times. You know, just put out ridiculous press releases and cup, such. Cupcakes have now surpassed bagels as the number one snack food in America. <laughs> Nobody's going to check. Hey, you know what joke I've been wanting to hear, and Michael's holding out on me. Uh, the uh, number three. I want to know about this story. Did you guys hear this? Uh, a toddler crawled through the fencing outside the White House. <laughs> At first, the Secret Service just thought it was Pete Buttigieg. They're like, hey, Pete, no, go through hey, it. He looks young. I mean, we're laughing, but when it happened, one guy was like, Operation Baby was a success. Exactly. They actually wanted to install baby gates around the White House, but Biden can't figure them out. He's like, wait, I got to push, push it down and then move it. I can't. Wow. You got to put that kid. You got to put that kid in Gitmo till we figure out what's going on. God, what a specially designed cell with pictures of Elmo and stuff. What a memory, baby gate, stepping over the baby gate or figuring out how to do the latch like he's just talking about. God, that seems like it was yesterday. Oof. Um, this is uh, quite a story here. Firefighter not, firefighter not fired after Posty killed obese people. This is in Sacramento, California. We were talking last hour about, you know, hospitals sending really obese people to the zoo to get measured and stuff like that. That's hurtful. A Sacramento firefighter in 2020 posted to Facebook that he has killed people by refusing to lift them when they are overweight. He remains a firefighter. He did get suspended without pay for five shifts, but he's still working there. Here's his uh, post from 2021 on Facebook. I have killed more people in this way than in any other. Presented with a person far too heavy to lift safely. A person dying of any overworked heart, congestive heart failure, and knowing better, all caps knowing, I will opt not to have my crew lift him. He also said lifting heavy individuals risks minor or significant injury to paramedics. So he has the person suffering a medical event walk a short distance, possibly downstairs to the gurney. He acknowledged that having the person walk rather than be carried can be fatal. The heart already overtaxed while sitting... Leading to the 911 call du jour cannot support these steps. And he has uh, been disappointed in medics he has trained to fail to understand. He tells his crew not to lift heavy people because it's bad for their back. Sounds to me like he's got a, a thing about overweight people that's a little over the top. I mean, I get it on one level, but here the rest of the post. I'm not willing to give our health for him. He's asked for this, demanded it for decades. Why should we ruin a loved one's back for him to keep alive a bit longer? He will still die sooner or later. Why give me or my brother's back for him when he's never bothered to care for himself? I prefer to let him die today if necessary. 
You got a couple of things going here. Number one, a legitimate uh, conundrum for emergency workers. Le- absolutely legit. And then you've got a gentleman who has no wisdom and no filter and no sense of what you can and should say publicly and how you ought to phrase it. Well, right. But I'm interested in the fact that he thinks it. You know, anybody with a brain wouldn't say that even if you think it. Um, but what do you think of the attitude? Well, what do you mean? I mean, because it... His is it's base. This is the classic Mott and Bailey or Castle and Courtyard, uh, not good argument in retreating back to a good argument. His argument that that emergency workers can become injured because of obese Americans and we don't have ways to safely help them. And then he goes on the screen about they are begging for death. They might as well die. Hell, it makes me laugh when they die. And you, whoa, whoa, dude, that's way over the top. And he would retreat to, oh, so you don't, so you think firefighters should just end their careers, get injured uh, because people are so fat? Well, the, one of the problems. So with I'd this, say he's half right, but he's just he shoots off his mouth way too harshly. One of the problems with this is we've seen with our own eyes doing ride-alongs, cops and firefighters risk their lives, risk their health, spend a lot of time and taxpayer money helping crackheads, and crack addicts, you know. All kinds of people that have made lifelong poor decisions. Um, You know, if a bank robber gets hurt, the paramedics bust their ass to try to save the bank robber. Mm. I mean, that's just what we've always done. So if we're going to start saying, well, you didn't care for yourself and you're overweight, we're not going to help you. Well, then why are you going to help the bank robber or the crackhead? Well, if a lot of people, you don't help at that point. It's a different argument, though, if you can help the bank robber without any risk to yourself. Another interesting question, but a, a different one, I would say. What do you think? Text text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. New video from Saturday Night's Chaos shows a young couple being violently assaulted by a crowd of several dozen teenagers. It's horrific, to be honest. I was pretty much just watching, you know, my boyfriend getting jumped by 20 plus guys. In an exclusive interview, the couple tells Fox News they were heading to dinner during a weekend trip to the city when the mob blocked their path, knocked Ashley to the ground, started pummeling DJ, and then robbed them both. That's a horrible story. You're seeing it more and more in Chicago, in this case, and around the country. Mobs of youth. Uh, And people are extremely uncomfortable talking about the races involved. uh, But mobs of youth taking over street corners, entire blocks, robbing and looting stores. Um, Chicago, in particular, Walmart is closing a bunch of Walmarts. It's just too too dangerous and too expensive because there's so much theft. If word gets out that you, that a regular family, tourists, can't go to Chicago or San Francisco or L.A. or whatever because it's too dangerous, even if you turn it around, it's going to take years to get people to come back. I mean, you're risking so many future tourist dollars by allowing this to happen. It's my opinion, and I've come to this painfully over a long period of time, that we don't have too many people in prison. We have way too few in prison. Short term, because that would fix the that would fix the problem if there were consequences for actions. And wow. I think the one thing we're learning for sure is that there is a thin blue line between civilization and chaos. The Armstrong and Fascist Show: Build prisons, not schools. Well, wow. you could build them both. I don't know why you'd have to choose between those two things. But, uh, you know, prisons or, or, or water processing plants. Why doesn't anybody say that? I build bridges, not walls. I build schools, not prisons. <laughs> what about water processing plants? <laughs> Getting back to Chicago, uh, that poor young couple, it's a miracle they are okay. Part of that is youth because they got the hell beat out of them and they got robbed. They got their phones and shoes taken and and punched out and that sort of thing. But what's truly astounding in a city like Chicago, which I mean, has a lot going on, but tourism is really important to Chicago. The the so-called leaders of the city that are getting more progressive, the things they're saying are astounding. Here's uh, Jeanette Taylor. She's a uh, city councilwoman in clip 42. I don't justify this behavior, but think about this. Would they be downtown if they had things in their own community? Wow. Wow. This line of thinking is something. Go on. There are some sane people in Chicago, as Garrett Tenney reports. Uh, One, uh, not congressman, uh, councilman Raymond Lopez firing back against some of the soft on crime attitudes, 44. Some local Democrats are firing back at the mayor-elect and others who they say are legitimizing this kind of criminal behavior. When you hear the response that the mayor-elect gave, where he said he condones violence but then gave it an exemption 
that we shouldn't demonize our youth. No, we absolutely need to demonize this kind of behavior because this is unacceptable. You don't get to attack people walking down the street because you're bored in your neighborhood. Here's Mayor Lightfoot, 47. The vast majority of young people came downtown, came downtown because it was great um, weather and an opportunity to enjoy the city. That's absolutely entirely appropriate. Um, there are a few that came with different intentions, and they, they have and they will be dealt with. Um, but I'm not going to uh, use your language, which I think is um, wrong, uh, to say there's mayhem. Not going to use the, the language to say it was mayhem. Most of those youth came to enjoy the city. And loot and beat people down and smash city buses and cars and the rest of it. Tucker had some great coverage of this. He was uh, he turned his full eloquence to the topic last night, I thought, and some of his stuff is really, really good. Uh, go ahead with 45, Michael. When young people are told by their leaders that work is a scam and that stealing things from other people is a human right, how do you think your economy is going to look in 10 years? How about your civilization? The answer depends in part on just how much idleness and theft you put up with. Any society that cannot declare unequivocally and with confidence that stealing is wrong has no future. When you let the mob loot, you are doomed. This is why we used to shoot looters, not because we hated them, it wasn't personal, but in order to defend the foundation of all that we have, which is private property secured by law. Without that, we would be living in savagery and chaos. In Chicago, they already are. I thought that was beautifully stated. Mm. A society that cannot loudly and proudly and unequivocally say, no, you don't get to steal and loot, is doomed. Yeah. And indeed, there are rumblings in a couple of quotes surrounding the story about well, they're just looting it back. This is justice. This is racial yeah, right. justice. Well, then that, that's beyond doomed. I mean, that's just a, a recipe for disaster. I would say one more clip, uh, which features the uh, TV anchor who, uh, shockingly, um, is trying to get an answer out of the mayor-elect Brandon Johnson about all of this. Is that the answer? To loot because it's a form of reparations? To loot because they, that's how they can eat? The real answer is, how do we make sure, the question is, how do we make sure that people can eat? Look, no one is going to condone, um, you know, behavior that, that, quite frankly, speaks to a level of desperation. So you're not, you're not condoning out, looting? I, I'm saying that people are acting out of desperation. We don't want a society that is acting out of desperation. But you have to pay attention to the cries that people have. By so you're, you're not that, condoning looting? There's no way to, to, to embrace that. What I'm saying is you can't condone the looting that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. That's amazing that a guy is so committed to an ideology, he can't even say it out loud. Because that's, that's not just uh, politics like I don't want you know my voting crowd to think I'm against looting. I, don't you think that's just a you're so committed to the ideology you're not even going to say it oh yeah yeah you're not even you're trying say to it. break the system and so yeah as the system breaks there are ugly things that happen uh, but he can't admit that because he's trying to break the system wow and then the whole thing about being hungry 
Who's freaking hungry? Almost nobody is hungry in America right now. No. Almost nobody. Yeah, I noticed they didn't loot any grocery stores and take vegetables. No, they were looting high-end stores and stealing people's phones. That's an excellent point. If you're hungry, you you loot more directly food. Yeah, so if you're going to make the argument that they're looting because systemic racism has kept them from getting ahead, I don't buy that, but at least it's an argument. But if you're going to claim they're hungry... They're so desperate because they're hungry. Okay, give me any indication. Give me any data to back that up. Nobody's hungry in America. We have so many freaking programs for feeding people. If you actually are hungry, you need to do a better job of taking advantage of the gazillion dollars worth of programs we got out there. Well, Tucker quite aptly uh, cited a number of statistics showing that Chicago has anything but a hunger problem. They have an obesity problem, like so many American cities. They have the opposite of a hunger problem. I said, I declared uh, the morning after the election there in Chicago that Chicago was about to embark on a years-long experiment in lawlessness and that the results were going to be awful to observe. I have not backed off that prediction Ooh, one inch. Well, this might, uh, might get turbocharged after this past weekend because you had an incredibly violent weekend even by Chicago standards, according to everyone, and the reaction was, yeah, you can't blame them. Whoa, what's going to come out of that? Well, I think we all know. We should have played that clip of Brandon Johnson ten times already today. It's one of the most extraordinary things I've ever heard. He's declared what's going to happen in Chicago. And it, again, it will be difficult to watch. And what's it going to do to their whole tourism industry? And then when do the tax-paying businesses that profit all that start to uh, flex their muscles? It'll take a while, though. It will. It will. And there will be a lot of victims. And that's the really sad part, including people who will be denied the rest of their lives. They will be killed. They will have their lives stolen from them. And the people that love them will be devastated because of these idiotic, you know, indefensible policies. Speaking of people, putting people in jail, maybe we'll get to this next hour because we ought to lighten up a little bit next segment. Lighten up, Francis. Came across a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant editorial by a former, well, I guess he's still a drug addict. He's a recovering drug addict, arguing strenuously for putting people in jail for breaking the law. Wow. I want to hear that. So uh, Elon Musk with a, with a, I think he's serious, like a Flintstones-like idea of how to handle out-of-control AI, among other things we can talk about coming up. Stay with us. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Yes, they are. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There may be some, it may be wise to have some sort of contingency plan where the government's got an ability to shut down, shut down power to these uh, server centers. Like, uh, you don't have to blow it up, you can just cut the power. Um, and what would trip... Or cut connectivity as well, that's another way. Right. Yeah. Elon Musk, who's way smarter than me on every topic, pretty much, except parenting, I think. I think I'm much better at that than he is. Agreed. But uh, uh, talking about how it's going to deal with AI when it gets out of control, he thinks it could be a civilization-ending event. He talked on the second half of the interview with Tucker Carlson last night about how it, you know, it's, it's not going to be in your phone, AI. It's, it's got to be in giant servers because there's a tremendous amount of, of uh, computing power needed for it to be you know, at its best slash most dangerous. But his idea was there, you know, maybe we have the ability to unplug it. If it gets out of hand, we just uh, we turn off the power. Is we have thing? already synthesized and installed batteries, foolish earthling. Is that a thing? Does that, that sound like it makes sense? I mean, that works for us. It doesn't help if the Chinese do the same thing, but yeah. That's an interesting, well, we've called for unplugging the internet many times. Right. <laughs> just unplug the AI. Now, this is going to be similar to, you know, all the testimony that's come out over the last couple of days about the lab leak, how it is just, it, it, all the evidence is just continues to point that direction for COVID. And that they were messing with viruses and it leaked out of the lab. This might be the exact same thing that happens with AI. Oh, the, yeah. The, the Chinese wow. or whoever... You know, they're working on AI and some ideas of where they could, you know, take it. And it just leaks out of their computer processing out into the world. And then it's off and running. Well, I don't know enough about computers to even be dangerous. I use one every day. But um, I could see somebody deciding in case of a catastrophic event like a tornado or what have you. Um, to just going back to Elon's idea of since they're housed in these big computing centers, we just flip the switch. Well, if I'm if I've invested millions, billions of dollars into this stuff, and a media a meteor or a tornado could wipe it all out, all I'm going to do is create a system that stores this, essentially the system and its knowledge on thousands of computers worldwide, just as a failsafe. Right. Right. 
But well, uh, and then it gets loose, like the Wuhan lab. A couple of things I uh, came across yesterday. I was listening to uh, Max Tegmark. He's the guy who wrote Life 3.0. He's one of the leading AI people in the world. He's the one that started the letter of, hey, we need to slow this thing down before we know, you know, so we can get a grip on it before it takes off. He's on the Lex Friedman podcast yesterday uh, talking about it. And a couple of points he made that I thought were really, really interesting. One, we need to quit celebrating AI doing things that are human. Or what's the point of being a human? For example, news story last week that I mocked about a woman has AI write her wedding vows. Uh, another example was um, uh, a mom who had AI write... Forget what it was. It was some congratulatory, you know, on the birth of your new kid, something or other. And it's like, mm-hmm. we're taking some of the most cherished human thoughts and human communication that you ever have in your life and turning them over to AI. And that's a good thing. Why? Well, perhaps the most human activity of all is creating art. And now we're, we're fevered with excitement that computers will, com- will create the art instead of humans. Well, you'll never be able to stop the profit motive. If you can make money off of it, people will do it. But in terms of, like, enjoyment, why would I want AI to craft the speech I'm going to give at my son's wedding? As opposed to me thinking of it. I mean, it just seems weird. It's kind of, They used the example of, if I could take the pill, like I was practicing piano scales last night. If I could take a pill where I can all of a sudden play the piano wonderfully, would I get any enjoyment out of that? No, I wouldn't. I would. I would take that pill right now. What are the side effects? Never mind, I don't care. <laughs> What's the point? What's the point of having AI craft uh, something, a vow, you know, my, my proposal to my wife? Why? I mean, I just said I don't even get what we're doing here. But another thing they brought up that I thought was really interesting, and this might change my mind on the whole thing. So Elon talking about AI is going to be the smartest species on Earth, if you call it a species. Um, we've, we've been the dominant thinker on the planet the whole time. Now something's going to come along and smarter smarter than us. Well, that already happened with chess, and for a long time, people thought that was going to be a major turning point when, when, when computers were better than the greatest human mind at chess. And that didn't happen, it didn't happen, it didn't happen, and then what was it? Five years ago, it finally happened. Magnus Carlsen lost to a computer program. It didn't end chess. Chess still exists. People still play it all the time. People still follow who's the world champ. People still seem to be as interested, to the extent anyone's interested, in who the world chess champion is. As they were before. So there's a computer out there that can do it better. Whatever, that's a computer. That's not people. Um, and so we pay attention to the people in the same way. Hmm. So, And that's true. So maybe there will be a separation in our minds. Okay, that's great. That's a song created by AI. That's not the same. This is a guy who wrote the song. Yeah. Okay, two things. Number one, Magnus Carlsen just skipped the biggest chess tournament in the world to play in a poker tournament. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> is he bored with chess? I wonder. By, by the uh, way, it's chest, not chess. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, and, and the second thing is, Jack, back to the uh, writing your speech for your son's wedding and that sort of thing. The only defense, that one's particularly egregious. But the only argument I can make in favor of that sort of thing is, you know, every writing assignment, uh, assignment, every writing task or, or you know, every bit of writing humans do is like 80% a commodity 
It's not unique. It's not meant to be unique. It's bulk to convey meaning. And then that last 20% is where the sentiment and style and humor and art comes into it. And I just want to use the AI to do that 80% that's artless and, and dumb and just collects the facts for me. And then I will humanize it. I don't know. I'd rather have a poorly worded, not as great, uh, you know, speech from my son on my 100th birthday than a really fantastic one that AI created. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, uh, again, I'm just uh, trying to flip this thing over and, and think about it. But I would absolutely take your piano playing pill. Really? I'd get no oh, yeah. enjoyment out of that. Ask your doctor if Pianoopolis <laughs> is right for you. I mean, I don't care what side effects, like like uncontrollable deafening flatulence. I would go into the recording studio and somehow, through the use of baffles and soundproofing, I would have my hiney soundproofed and my front end would be playing the piano. Yeah. Well, from it, but for me, it's 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 a utility thing. It's like a, a drum uh, during a lot of recordings I've done, particularly the demos. But actually, one final product okay, well, on an picks- album, I use drum loops because they're perfect, and I can't play the damn drums, but I need a drum part. Okay, bad example because you don't really want to like learn to play the piano. Golf. If you could take a pill that all of a sudden you're a par golfer, would there be any enjoyment in that? I don't think so. No, no. I had to think about it. Um, you could win a lot of bets. I could win a lot of bets, Michael. That's absolutely true. Although with the handicap system, that would that would be over very quickly. Uh, no, no, I would not do that. In fact, I play much, 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 much better after I have a couple of drinks. I mean, like, it's stupid how much better I am. <laughs> but I decided about 10, 15 years ago, I was not going to drink my way around the golf course. I would only play sober. Um Otherwise, it just I wasn't getting any satisfaction out of it. Wow, interesting. Yeah. We do four hours. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.